I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my conversation today is another TIFF interview with the filmmaker Mohanad Yakubi, and we talk about his film Off Frame, aka Revolution Until Victory. It really is a unique uh, approach to a very complicated problem in the Middle East, and it gives us a fresh and interesting uh, look into, a historical look into the Palestinian uh, people's struggle to... Um, uh, to reproduce, I guess you could say, their own image, their own identity uh, in, in light of uh, the history uh, in the region. Uh, we, we, Mohanad and I talk about a great many things. We talk about the armed struggle. We talk about revolution and rebellion and about looking for shadows. How interesting is that? We get into some of the more fundamental, I suppose, issues uh, in the region. And we certainly touch on a lot of things and we both uh, smiled at how we could have kept this conversation going for hours. We talk about the power of the people to work towards change. And how's this that he says, quote, I'm not afraid of disappearing. And I'll uh, let you uh, take that into the interview um, uh, coming right up. DavidPeckLive.com for more information about my speaking and my writing and my podcasting and Rabble.ca, of course, as well for more, a whole host of other podcasts on on uh, political and social issues. Uh, check it out there, Rabble.ca. Mohanad Yakubi uh, on his film, Off Frame, aka Revolution Until Victory. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined uh, by a very special guest today uh, to talk about uh, his new film called Off Frame. And uh, he is a mostly a producer, as I've just found out, but he's a director here uh, uh, to talk today about his film Off Frame. Mohanad Yakubi is here today with us. Mohanad, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks a lot, David, for having me on. So, so... So our listeners can probably already tell that you are on a Skype call. Where where are you calling from today? Yeah, I'm, I'm calling uh, from uh, Ramallah, which is uh, uh, a city. It's like 10 kilometers north of Jerusalem. And it's the center uh, of the PA, 
the Palestinian Authority. So it's kind of a, it's a, it used to be a small town before Oslo, before signing the Oslo Agreement in '94. But uh, after Oslo, the the PA centered itself here, so it grew up and it became kind of a hub. Uh, for several like Palestinians coming from outside, from West Bank, from Gaza. Um, it's a hybrid city, it's uh, very high-tech, uh, thanks for the occupation, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm speaking from there, that's why we have good internet here. We, it's, uh, not, it's, not, it's not the case in Arab world, though. Right, we have, yeah, we have an amazing connection, it's great. It's better than some of my mobile connections here in the city in Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's uh, the, the 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 occupation. The Israeli occupation are obliged to to provide us with services and including internet. So we are giving we're getting first world internet here. Speed. It's a, well, it's an excellent connection. Let's 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 hope yeah. we have it for yeah. the whole conversation. Thanks for your time and and listen. Congratulations on the film Off Frame, aka Victory Until Revolution. So so revolution just revolution victory. Sorry, revolution until victory. Yes. So, so you just mentioned before we we hit the record button uh, that 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 you're a producer. I uh, made made an, a, a a comment about that, and and not really a director. And yet, you've been passionately committed by the sounds of it to this project for about seven years. Tell 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 me why why did you decide to add director to your CV? See, I mean, I don't see um, uh, directing as a as a job. I see it as a hobby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like uh, you know, I had I had uh, I used to be a photographer when I started my uh, let's say artistic career after university, uh, and I did a lot of photographs. There is one task that I had to photograph 417 villages for this encyclopedia encyclopedic book about uh, about like uh, architecture. Wow. About architecture, historical architecture in Palestine. So we did. I did like me and my partner in the company, Idiom's film, Sami Saeed, who's also the other producer in Ofrem. Uh, we did like uh, three months of photographing, and every day we were doing like between 200 and 300 photographs. And after that, I got totally like after this finishing that task, I couldn't touch the camera to do photographs for a long time. So I hated photography, and I decided to stop until I, I come in that passion. And that was my, my fear with, with directing as well. I don't want to be uh, exploiting myself in directing a lot, uh, but I, I love to be in films. I mean, my, my passion is to be on sets and to be uh, networking, uh, to be doing everything around, like helping and doing things around the film industry itself. Uh, but I wanted to keep uh, directing as a, not as a hobby, but it's to, to keep as honest as I can and to enjoy it the most. And that's actually, with this film, Off-Frame, uh, took me the seven, seven years almost to, uh, to finish it, even a little bit uh, longer with the research, but, um, and I, I think I, I didn't finish. I mean, I'm still, I'm still, uh, yeah, this is kind of the last version of the film, but I'm still thinking, oh, I can't do that, I can't change this. Maybe next year I will do another part um, so it's, it's just a, it's just a kind, it's a way of life, I think. Right, right. So more, uh, more, more than a career for me. Isn't uh, Mohanad? Isn't there a sense in which uh, every film is kind of unfinished, or do you feel like, in a way, 
uh, I mean, you know, I can't tell you uh, how how I think how relevant your film is today. And you know, using you know, I've I've seen it re- referred to as a film essay, and I I'm not sure that's totally a fair comment. Uh, you know, I think it's I think that there's a narrative here. I think there's a story here. Yes, it has that kind of academic edge to it and feel uh, because you're being sort of placed, you know, this historical almost analysis, if you will, of of Palestine and the Middle East and 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 the image. Frankly, you can oh, listen. I can so tell you're a photographer. That, you know, uh, some of the images that you focus on, they're just they're they're stunning. Um, but anyway, so so is it there a sense in which you know you could do a series of films? about this issue this story this finding of the image for Palestine I, I think I think so it's um, it's, it's uh, you know it's more of a, of a period than a film pro, than a film it's more of a, a research when when I started I didn't thought that I'm gonna make a film the whole story started uh, in 2005 when one of the like this old director, old man, he's, he, he does he, he doesn't do anything, but everybody respects him uh-huh. around town. I never saw any of his work, and he came to me and like, uh, listen, uh, I have this short film, I want to subtitle uh, to put English on it. And, uh, like this is kind of my usual job here. I mean, in the company we do subtitling, burning, and export stuff like that. Well, um, yeah, let's uh, come in. I mean, we can give you one or two days. And especially it's 20 minutes, I was not expecting to be more than one day of work. But uh, when he came in and we start watching and he start telling me the stories behind it, it took us more than a week. And this guy uh, is Mustafa Abali. His name is Mustafa Abali and he's the founder of the Palestine Film Unit and like one of the main figures of that period. Uh, he's the he's the one he's the uh, one that you 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 dedicate the film to him at the beginning do you not yes i dedicate uh, the film to him because kind of he it's like being living in parallel with him but without having the accessibility and the accessibility happened when i went to do my master's in london and at goldsmith in 2009 and there, in one of the lectures, uh, there was like a course about uh, cinema history, and there was a part of third cinema. And the teacher, the lecturer, looked at me and like, "Ah, oh, you're a Palestinian." No, like, "Yeah, I'm a Palestinian." Uh, Do you know Mustafa Abali? Like, "Yeah, I mean, I know Mustafa Abali. I did, uh, and I know him quite well." And she told me, "So say, what do you know about him?" Like, "Yeah, he's an old man who lives in, in the town, and but I didn't see, I saw only one film of him." And then she started to talk about the whole history of um, militant cinema, Palestinian uh, revolution cinema, and its relation with the international scene with Jean-Luc Godard, Koji Wakamatsu, Masao Adachi, uh, Santiago Alvarez. And uh, like it's like kind of describing an underground network of political uh, right. parts in relation with films. And it's like uh, that, that minute I suddenly discovered that, oh my God, there is a... There is a history because there is a there is a there is a link. Palestinian cinema is just not to, it's not only about today. Right. It's not about films about the checkpoints or suicide bombers or no. There is something else. A film industry, film scene that was happening that I don't know about. And that day I went back uh, and started researching. I felt a little bit uh, on like you know uh, enthusiastic and happy that. Yeah, finally, Palestinians, we have part of this history of cinema, great cinema history. But at the same time, I was ashamed. 
because I didn't know about it. And I was uh, like thinking, why don't I know about it? Right. And uh, from there, the whole thing uh, started, like uh, digging. And it's very weird because it's everything is there, but it's not there. It's kind of you're looking for a shadow. Like you, you, you can read like uh, bits and pieces about things, but there is nothing in one place. You can hear about the film, but you can't see it. You can uh, like uh, see the film, but you wouldn't understand the context. So it, it was. It took took me and my partner uh, Reem Schiller around three years to uh, and to, to 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 dig out. And we really found uh, amazing stuff in uh, in different places all around the, the world. Uh, but that also brought that question: so why all the time they are complaining about the loss of the archive? of the Palestinian films. I mean, they are there, but nobody is looking for them. And that's what made me realize that it is the Oslo thing. It's what we called in between two brackets, peace, the peace process. Right. The peace process required us to forget about our past so we can be eligible to be in peace, which is not the right thing at the end of the day. I think it's... Uh, we. It's it, it's our a, past it, is part of our future. What if, I, we don't, if we don't know about that past, how we can deal with uh, the questions and challenges of the future? And I think that the, this research, more importantly than the film or any kind of a, a package or product, it's that sense, having the ability to, uh, to give answers to certain questions, questions like from in different levels, whether it's political level or even technical level. Sure. Uh, how to film, uh, like how to film in hard situation. Uh, you will find all of these answers in that part. So the, the, they're like, okay, the, one of the questions they would have, if you have a 10 minute reel and you're in the middle of the battle, what would you shoot? What would you film? And it's the same question today. I mean, the urgency of, uh, of the topic is the same question today, for example, in the Arab Springs, in, Arab, in many Arab countries. Uh, and also the political level of that. Um, so how do, do we, what, what are we doing the film for? For the pleasure, for the artistic, or for the message? It's all of these things. I can't specify it at once, but it, uh, once I see a situation, I have a reference. You say that, you say that uh, great phrase, by the way, that, that, that it's kind of like, it's a period, it's a piece, it's a, it's a part of our history. And then you, you said it's, it's like looking for a shadow. Um, um, and in, in the film, I think it comes out that this is a film about people, quote, in search of their own image. Um, is this about his, history for you? Is this really about memory and how it's going to affect, you know, what's next and the future and how people respond uh, to current events and to what's going on? I mean, there's a real, as you say, there's a real sense of urgency, I believe, to your film. For, for us locally, like for Palestinians, it has a, it has a certain urgency. Uh, we are now in a situation where we don't know if this is working, uh, the situation we are in. I mean, we can't even invite, we have, uh, I don't know, 3 million Palestinians who are uh, uh, refugees and they are second refugees now because like Palestinian refugees in Syria and now there are refugees in Europe or in Lebanon. We even can't think about having them, we don't want them to go to Israel, but at least open us the border to invite them to come and live among us. For example, 
we can't even do that. You know, so there is a kind of so what is what is the relation between us Palestinians who live in West Bank and the Palestinian who lives in diaspora or who lives in Gaza or who lives in refugee camps? And it's it's that moment of the history that it kind of unified uh, the whole Palestinians. Uh, as a, as a, 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 under under one title, okay, armed struggle. That was a sexy idea, and it uh, gathered people around around them. But it also created an identity, right. a certain identity that uh, it doesn't have to be the identity of today. We're not, I'm not talking about armed struggle, but uh, but I'm talking about more of the unity of the people. And it's like uh, finding some some common bridges between uh, all of us. And this specific period, it's basically the bridge between all of us. Yani, Military revolution and refugees, refugee camps, is the two things that everybody, all Palestinian knows about. So I, I made the film that kind of bring that uh, for us together to, to watch it. It's very sad when they watch it. I mean, I still didn't, we didn't still premiere it here in Ramallah, but the friends and the people who see some parts of it, and uh, okay. they, they, it always gets to like, so why we are like this today? What happened to us? And this is exactly what I need. Do you feel? Do you feel there's with the with the folks, uh, the people, the Palestinians that you've actually watched it with, and it's going to be very interesting to see how people receive it once it's screened uh, locally. Do, is there a sense of um, uh, is there a sense of passion for 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 a new future, uh, or is there a sense of regret, or is it more of a uh, kind of similar to you? You know, this sense of being ashamed that wow, I didn't actually know this was a part of our history. It's 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 everything. Yeah, it's all of what you said, and it's not about one film. It's a beginning to ask questions, and I hope it's. Mm. I'm, I did the film in a kind of a, it's more of an anthology or an encyclopedic way, so uh, it, it becomes a reference for someone who will come after and just start asking the questions in a deeper way, and make another film and another film because it, it's not a one film that changes history. Right. It's an accumulation of things, and uh, it's just the beginning overall. That's why I think it's uh, it, it doesn't have to be bigger than it is, and it doesn't have to be just a simple work. It's just a piece that, and I deal with it more as a not a film essay, but more of as a uh, a piece for that I did with love, more than with, with more than anything else, just to, to to bring it out to people and let it have its life, and uh, let's see how it's gonna react to them. I love. I, I love. I love what you said about uh, how you you started to work, uh, you know, doing a little bit of research and uh, with Mustafa, and you said you thought it was going to only take one day, and so so what was that? That was seven years ago. That was like yes, even more like ten years ago. <laughs> ten years ago. Well, I think it's really it's really interesting, yeah. Mohanad. It's really interesting. You know, you said you know one film is not going to change history, but but it's an accumulation of things. It's a it's an accumulation of, of of stories, of facts, of history, of memory, of images uh, yeah. that you know of of a narrative, you know, of a thread to say. You know, I love and I love the way you start. Well, near the beginning of the film, the crossing of the Allenby Bridge, and 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 and. Uh, uh, the West Bank into Jordan, and just this idea of you know your notion that you just said it's a, it is about building bridges, and where the heck you know you look at a film like yours and you just see the connections to what's going on today around the world and in Syria and just uh, what's happened over the last thirty, forty, fifty years. Not a whole heck of a lot has changed in some regards. Nothing. This is the amazing part, you know. I mean, it's the same. We still we are still missing this modernity project. Huh. Nice. The Palestinian revolution in the 60s and 70s were 
that's what why the Arabs mainly the Arab governments fought the Palestinian revolution. I mean, what ended the Palestinian revolution was not the Israelis, were the Arabs, because the modernity project that was they were presenting uh, was threatening the existence of these regimes. These regimes are based on having uh, their citizen uh, as as sheep. Right. And as uh, backwarded, and uh, they don't have any access to technology and access to uh, human rights. The, the the Palestinian revolution at that moment was, you know, if you see the material of the film, it was all all focusing about education, about empowering women, about changing your social uh, possibilities. Um, and the, and and the, the other art, like in Jordan, okay, the 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 the, 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 uh, the Jordanians were looking at the Palestinian transforming their society into something better and that's what they okay if the palestinian who doesn't have a government and doesn't have a land are able to do that why we're not able to do that in lebanon the health system that the palestinian revolution managed to to build up because in lebanon it's everything is privatized so they don't have a local or like a, a public health system they can go the lebanese to at the time of 70s they they, they would go and uh, have health treatment for free in the palestinian institution health institution system and that was scary for the governments for sure right that modernity project is the same questions of the arab spring today of of, of what happens in egypt in libya and syria and i mean it's uh, and that's the sad thing about the film again and sad thing about this history of of uh, we had the missed chance. Maybe the Palestinian revolution was too early uh, at that moment. Do you think, so you say that's, the, you know, you've talked about the sadness. There is, without a doubt, there is a melancholic edge to the film and reminiscent of old, older doc films that I've seen in the past. And I, the black and white footage, I think, sort of evokes that kind of emotional a response to some degree as well and the juxtaposition of the images and so on but near the end of the film you know you 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 you've got Yasser Arafat talking I think to the UN is that right uh, yes. and, and saying you know do not let the green olive branch fall uh, from your hand and he says it several times I believe in a row I mean is 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 this film for you a hopeful exercise was it a hopeful exercise as you dug more deeply into the research were you were you becoming more cynical were you were you losing um a sense of of the future and 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 hope for 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 what's next no it's it's yeah i mean it's all it's chronological I, what you said it's all i passed all of that <laughs> you went you went through all those all the, all those stages all of the stages, yeah. There is, at some part, there is this hope, and then there is this uh, uh, depression, and there is like uh, you, you, you say like, oh, there is no way of doing anything, especially after seeing. I mean, I was in the middle of working in this film while what was happening in the Arab world was still fresh in Egypt. There's like young filmmakers bringing fresh material, Syrians in Lebanon bringing a lot of material. I mean, I felt that was like uh, there was a hope, but then seeing the turnover of situations uh, and see and thinking about okay that also happened with the Palestinian revolution f felt like it's too strong I mean the, the, the changes is, is kind of impossible for us but today no I think it's again I think it's not it's not of one of one uh, I mean it, it's, it's a continuation and we have uh, more understanding the history not only the history of of the Palestinian revolution the Arab world the French revolution you, you kind of have a sense that yeah you just need to keep going right and, and enjoy uh, enjoy doing things 
uh, whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen. I did what I can. Uh, I, I, I at least now, at least today, I can say when like five, ten, five years ago, when we were talking about Palestinian cinema, we started with Elias Liman. Today we start from Mustafa Wali. Uh, and many, I mean, no one, uh, most of the people who are practicing and curators, artists, uh, filmmakers, they start to know about that. Ah, there is something before the 80s and the Palestinian cinema. What's so? It, uh, what, it's a rich uh, history. What's so beautiful to me about what you've done, Mohanad, is you've you've created this historical document, this piece of art. You've got, you've got, well, you know, as others have said, it's this film essay. It's going to be studied in schools. Um, it's it's really, I mean, it's working on so many levels, and frankly, it's quite the critique of of colonialism too. I mean, you don't have to. There, I mean, some of it is in your face for sure in the film, and and there's one portion where you actually sort of play it out about 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 you know colonial interests and Zionist ambitions. But but I think overall, there's this sense in which. Uh, uh, again, another, it's another historical reference point for, for all of us, not just for Palestinians. I think so. I mean, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, the young French filmmakers don't know a lot about, uh, for example, uh, Chris Marker, uh, or a certain work of Chris Marker, or certain work of, uh, Vincent Film Group, or, or like, uh, film, political filmmakers, who were working in, uh, in in strikes on May '68? Uh, that that the mechanism that film makes you think that I, I each one has his history of struggle, right? And I think that's that's uh, each in every place we are facing the same system, the same oppression in somehow whether in different levels. Some is physical, some is uh, psychological or economical. But at the end of the day, it's always it's this fight between uh, uh, the, the people's will and the uh, fat cats. And it's as simple as that. Right. At the end of the day. And it's whether well, Palestinian, and at, at that time, Palestinian in the 70s were seen as the example. And I think today the Palestinian cinema or the Palestinian revolution can be seen as an example like many other examples, like uh, Black Panthers, like uh, uh, the Algerian revolution. I mean, I, I don't like these big revolutions because they became very totalitarian, like dictatorship regimes, but the small movements like uh, Black Panthers, the settings, the workers, the strikes in France, uh, in Italy, the student movement, these things that are small, but they're effective. They are, they left a memory of the people who were living at that moment. Are you, would you say you, you know, as a result of this experience, are you, uh, um, hmm, uh, are you anti-war? As a result of this, I mean, are you, you know, is that, was that a very conscious choice to leave Arafat's notion of the, the olive branch at the end of the film, uh, kind of one of the, the, the things for people to take away from is, it, 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 do, do, does that question make sense, Mohana? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the specific one, you know, there is a history because that many of the Palestinian factions in the 74 were against, uh, Arafat going to the UN. Right. Because basically... Uh, that to, to go to the UN, the Palestinian charter has to change to be changed from having the Palestinian state on the total Palestine to at any part of Palestine. So it's the ni- 1974 where Arafat agreed that okay, our aim of this revolution is to have the Palestinian state in, at any part of Palestine. 
not at the whole Palestine. So this this dramatic change uh, made a lot of problems in the because like especially the left radical left where they were like uh, the PFLP, the FLP, they were no, we don't want to change that. But uh, I, that's why I used it. But I used it mainly to to see how the political uh, direction affects the aesthetics. Mm. Uh, so to prove to the world that we deserve a state, Arafat since '74 uh, started to change the PLO from a militant, uh, creative body to uh, a more institutional bureaucratic body. So, uh, for example, in the cinema, it used to be the Palestine Film Unit, and it was a group of guys, Mustafa Hani uh, and Sulafa, who decided, ah, oh, we will join. We are filmmakers. We would like to join. They were free to do whatever kind of film their their inner conscience was leading them. After '74, they signed uh, the PLO had a restructuring and they said, okay, now we have the unified media and there's a department called the Palestine Film, Palestine Film Institute, and these guys now has to be part of the Palestine Film Institute. Palestine Film Institute. Each film has to be approved. It has a budget. There is labs. You know everything. So it kind of shrink shrink the the, the creativity. Uh, and the militancy at the same time of that. That's why I used it, and I'm seeing that uh, how it affected aesthetics. So they used to have their their logo, for example, was three Kalashnikovs. Right. After after '74, it became a clash, one Kalashnikov with a cinema reel on it and uh, an olive branch going out of the cinema reel. So it's kind of uh, <laughs> a dark implementation of right. the political direction. Good. And you can see that in going in everything, in posters, in radio, in newspapers, and in the way that health system is organized. They, they managed to build an institution, but the problem is it wasn't in their, in their land. That's why it led to all of this chaos in, in Lebanon. Mohanad, can you have, is there such a thing as a peaceful revolution? Um, I don't think so. Uh, there, there is there is a revolution, and uh, the revolution is not against anyone. The revolution is against it's it's about the society and changing right. the values of society. Now, uh, uh, camera is a tool, a gun is a tool. I think it, uh, each one has a its uh, its use, and uh, I prefer not to use a gun at the end of the day. But sometimes I don't know. There is a historical moment uh, that. I don't know how to decide about it. I never was in a revolution. I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree that uh, any of the Arab Spring, for example, uh, turn into militant because right. there is enough power in the people to change things peacefully. It's nice. I I um I love how uh, near the end of the film and help me out here and, and even provide some context for our listeners. But but you've got some really uh, quite moving images from I believe a camera that was. Um, can I say the word rescued that was taken, I guess, from the body of a cameraman who had died bullet holes in the camera. And you actually, I believe, uh, play out the footage that was found in the, 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 the housing of the camera from a battlefield. Um, really, I mean, the images are astounding and crisp and so stark and so on. But I think, you know, to your point about camera being a weapon and, and working towards more of a peaceful kind of resol- uh, revolution or, or peaceful movement towards change, I guess you could almost say. Uh, it's an incre- incredible moment in the film. Um, that's actually, um, that's actually, Yanni, I was really doubting to, to put that one, but at the end I said, yes, they, they killed the revolution. And this, is, this, this, they, this cameraman, who's one of the founders, 
and he's an, an iconic figure of the militant cinema, not only for Palestinians, like his, his adding to, to, to the image, Hani uh, Jahari, and he was filming in the mountains in, in Lebanon in one of the battles of the civil war, basically. Okay. So he was killed by a, a, a Syrian shell. Wow. Not, an, not even an Israeli shell. Wow. And uh, they, they, this, 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 this part comes from a film that Mustafa Abu Ali made uh, in uh, like mourning his friend, Hani Jahariya. It's a film called Palestine in the Eye, and it's made in 1977. And it's basically the history of the unit uh, through the camera of Hani. Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful film, and it's really touchy to, to, to have it. But it's also interesting to see Arafat and his, his crowd watching the revolution while the revolution is happening. Right. It's like walking in the in the because they made an exhibition of his work, of, and it's a celebration of the revolution uh, aesthetics, while the revolution, it's, it, what you usually do when, the, when, when you win, you know, or when you uh, finish the struggle. But they were doing that while the struggle is, is going on, and it shows that how the revolution becomes an institution that is celebrating itself in somehow. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that 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 moment is, is very interesting. I didn't I didn't want to explain these things in the film because I I tried a lot of cuts. I mean, this is the sixth cut. Okay. Of the, film. the film was longer and it had a lot of interviews. I did uh, more than thirty six interviews with characters from that period, with filmmakers of that period. But I decided to do another uh, documentary, a second part of Off-Frame uh, Palestine Film Unit, aka Palestine Film Unit, which is basically only interviews. Oh, okay. And is that Absolutely. is that is that going to be released soon, or is that are you working on that now? Hoping for next Toronto, actually. Oh, you're kidding! Oh, good for you. That's amazing. Hey, and while while all while... the material now, I just need to sit down and. Uh, uh, cut it properly, and I, I don't need. It's it's interesting because I'm making a film about uh, like a film of interviews. The, the interviews the interviewers are saying about image that we don't see. You need to go to the first film to see the images they're right. talking about. Right, um, Mohanad. Before we uh, we'll probably wrap up here in a few minutes. Why don't you just tell us uh, a little bit about what's happening with the film? Uh, you've got um, a release coming up in in December, I believe you had mentioned earlier before the recording started. Uh, and then let's come back. I've got a couple more questions for you before we before we wrap up and conclude. Yeah, uh, the film. Yeah, now it's um, yeah, we're premiering next. We're having the next screening at Dubai International Film Festival between the uh, beginning of December, which is going to be the MENA premiere, the Middle Eastern North African premiere. Um, it's good. I'm happy with that one because it's like kind of being in uh, between uh, on my land and between the people, my people. Right. Uh, and that's gonna like I'm gonna be there hopefully and uh, feel it with the people because many of the many Palestinians as well live in, in in Dubai and the United Arab Emirates, and I'm hoping to have them and see them. Next after that, we are planning several uh, festivals, but really I want to finish the festival life soon and try to go directly to the academic uh, release because this is where I I feel to this this film will have its life in in, in academia in academia not in academia and in, in, in film students yes then I watch that and think about making other films from the same uh, period in the same spirit 
and to, to make it continue in some Well, you know, it's so, so beautiful that you mention uh, uh, students and, and, you know, you, how, how can, I mean, I'm a student, I'm a perpetual student and I'm, I'm in my fifties. And so, uh, but typically when you think of a student, you think of somebody young and, and, you know, there's this sort of startling image you have of Vanessa Redgrave in the film. And she's quoting John Dulles, who says that the old ones, what is it? The old ones will die and the young ones will forget. <laughs> That's and, uh, that's a statement, yeah. Yeah, and 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 clearly, uh, um, you're doing everything you can to make sure that's not going to be the case. And yeah, I think yeah, it's not the case anymore. Khalas, we have enough material into public domain that this is not going to be the case. I mean, that's that's the thing about the Palestinian uh, revolution. No, I mean, yesterday we we were having a big event in Ramallah. It's called Kalendi International. Um, there's a lot of exhibitions and galleries, and there is a group. One of the events, they, they, there's a group from indigenous Australian filmmakers who came to Ramallah. And yesterday we were meeting them, me and my partner. And it's interesting to see you know, how, what the Palestinian revolution did, really, uh, in comparing to what the, like now the, the struggle of indigenous people, whether uh, Polynesia or uh, New Zealand or Australia, even in the American, huh? it's the, the Palestinian revolution managed to uh, give an image and words and sound mm. of the Palestinians, and this, like this, is this is this was very important. Now, I, I'm not afraid of being lost or disappearing as a Palestinian. Nice. I don't have this existential fear. Where in '48 that was a situation. In '48, in 1948, with the establishment of the state of Israel, and suddenly. Uh, there is nothing called Palestine, none on maps, not on political level. Uh, you, you don't have even records of papers or documents. Everything got lost, totally invisible. Huh? And uh, the Palestinian revolution brought brought the Palestinian uh, back. And I like to quote uh, one of, uh, I mean, uh, he's a writer and, uh, and a photography professional, uh, Elias Sambar, uh, who said if... Uh, yani if, if, if you're invisible, a camera would be your weapon. Mm. And it's, it's really like the Palestinian Revolution was not about winning or it wasn't about uh, a military struggle. I mean, holding gun is not about fighting with it. It's about taking a photograph of that. Right. Shooting was not about killing. It's about listening, making the other hear the sound. Mm. And, and I think... That is that, that, and that's the 20, 21 century in politics. No, it's all about media and existence on, on being visible on that media. It's a PR, right? <laughs> I mean, and I think that what Palestinian Revolution managed is to PR an image of Palestinians. Of course, it took the politics and the mechanisms of, of the seventies, uh, the, the politics of the seventies, the discussions of Trotsky and Maoist, all of that, and it, it mingles between them. Uh, but it managed to to bring us back into into a map, into a certain two, map, map. Two two film two films that I saw at uh, TIFF over the last couple of years, Mohanad, uh, one last year and I think one year before, uh, a flickering truth. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, and then another film, Silvered Water, and both films that are sort of reminiscent of what you've done here to some degree. They're films about memory. They're films about uh, uh, war, their films about struggle, freedom, liberation, and about, about finding, you know, a sense of identity through the image and so on. And, and I highly recommend them to, to, to our listeners, but to you as well. Um, 
you know, let's just, uh, we've got to wrap it up, Mahanad. I'm getting, I'm getting that sense, which is really wonderful. I, and maybe, maybe, uh, and I often say this, but maybe we can do a part two. I would really like to do that in the future. Maybe year, yeah. yeah. Maybe next year when you premiere your next film, um, the, the battle of Karama, um, you know, you show, you've got these shots of, of, of the rubble after the bombings, um, and and I believe uh, somebody refers to the the rubble as becoming a, a symbol of of resistance, and I I, I couldn't help but see uh, the images that we're currently seeing of Syria and Aleppo and so on and what's going on and and again just that that bridge you know that you, we've you know to come full circle in our conversation that not only the bridge in the film but the bridge that you've referred to, you know we're we're, we're just I mean, what what is next you know. You know, we, we know we've kind of agreed here together that we really haven't come that far, really. We've things have changed in so many ways, and yet we still seem to be uh, at a perpetual state of war. And 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 how 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 do you remain hopeful in that, Mohanad? You know, how, how... You know, I was editing the main part, especially the Karama part and the seventy Black September part. It was the war in Gaza in 2014. Uh, and my family lives in Gaza. They still live there. Okay. Um, it was a really hard moment. I was like in the studio and uh, my, the, my, me and my editor were working and watching the images at the same time. We had another screen that was playing Al Jazeera and BBC and all of the other images are coming. And we were like looking at that and we were uh, shocked. It's the same, it's like, okay, this is color, this is black and white, but even the composition of the rebels looks the same. Right. Even the bodies, uh, how, the, how they are shredded, uh, look the same. And, and I think that's why I, I decided to, uh, to add, I mean, I, I don't like to add uh, bodies. Right. I hate, I mean, this is, I know it's unhuman and uh, it's not uh, for the families, but it's just to put that resemblance. To, to make a, a, a kind of an alarm saying, look, we are st we're still the same. Death is the same death. Uh, destruction is the destruction. Why are we still doing this? Why are we still doing to, it? To ourselves. Uh, but I think we do this because we are not connected to history. Interesting. And I love there is a great film for Adam Kurtz um, uh, was about the Nazi hiding, hiding the Nazi artifacts. In Europe, and he ends the film with the two soldiers in Yugoslavia war, and they were like shocked with the violence. And it's like, how could that happen? And Adam Kurtz wraps it up in a nice way because we hide our history. Right. We shouldn't. We, we should. We should keep this in front of us to, to learn and to know that uh, this can come again and again if we don't stop this uh, vicious circle of blood and power. Well, and I think, you know, Mahanad, and I, listen, I too with you could talk about these things for hours. I, I, I find it fascinating and, and interesting and I've learned uh, so much of, uh, from your film and it's honestly, it's, uh, I, I, and I'm with you. I hope it goes on to, to be studied for years and many, many years to come and is the seed for, for many other films. But it, it's about history, but but isn't it also about our um, ability to, again, again, I'm going to go with the bridge, uh, the bridge to the other, the bridge to others, the bridge to Palestinians, the bridge to Cambodians, the bridge to Malawians. Um, how, how do we 
you know, that, that, that almost like there's a sense of community even in your film that I get that 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 I think is so desperately lacking uh, in, 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 in our global, uh, you know, context today. You know, you look at American politics and so on, you pretty much can pick, you know, any country around the world and look at the politics and you go, where, where are the bridges? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and and, and that period of making films—it's so interesting to study, uh, David. Uh, in each of these films, whether it was like made in Laos or made in south of Yemen or made in Palestine or in Algeria, there is always a, a small bit at the end that they are sending uh, as a solidarity messages right. from struggle to a struggle. From a struggle, uh, from a struggle from to a struggle. From a struggle to a struggle, like, the, like, the, like for example, in Vietnam, they're saying, uh, like our Palestinian uh, comrades, we are still continuing. We send them our support. Our friends in Cuba, their continuous support. I mean, it's, it's building the bridge uh, an aware way. I mean, you can't build the bridge of just like, oh, I'm walking in and I suddenly found a bridge. No, it's a conscious uh, a bridge. It's, it's, a, it's a mechanical thing. Huh? It's something you build. Yes, and the awareness to to build it up, and that's, I mean, I like that to use that as well. But it's this is really the difference between oppressed and victim. Mm. Oppressed, nice. uh, a victim, a victim sits down and wait for someone to help him. An oppressed is coming out trying to communicate with other oppressed people, tell the story, listen to the story, and build the bridge in that case. And uh, that's that's what uh, Oslo made us, or I mean, this is a whole new new colonial uh, thing that made made many of the struggles as a, looks like a victim, not it, as people who are suffering from a political injustice. I think and it's, it's I, political injustice. I think that's a great way to, to to wrap it up. There's a difference between an oppressed and a victim, and it sounds to me like you're talking about action. You're talking about freedom. You're talking about choice. You're talking about responsibility. Yes. Yes. I mean, just to, to, to quote uh, this, Caravan is the name of the of the indigenous Australian, and I asked them yesterday, so how do you imagine, what is victory for you? I mean, how do you imagine, you're doing this, you're trying to tell your story, but what are you trying, to, what, 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 where do you want to reach? And the three of them don't speak very good English, uh, sovereignty. sovereignty. We want to be able to, to decide about our future, our kids' future, without anyone telling us, uh, whether it's white or whatever uh, race they are, to tell us on our land that we can't do this or do that. Mm. It's simple. It's very simple, huh? but see, it's very yeah. That... Them, I really like cried. I mean, almost cried seeing mm. that it's still it's still valid. Whatever you try to put it with credit cards, uh, international systems, everything. No. Ability to to have a future for you and your kids and to live freely uh, that's that's the main thing. It did, it After did. that, we can we can have a communication. We can talk. We can love each other with everything. But before that, it's hard. You're not a you're not a free person. It's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, uh, Mohanad Yakubi, uh, talking today about his uh, new film Off Frame. AKA Revolution Until Victory. And by the sounds of it, uh, he may be back at the Toronto International Film Festival next year uh, with his, uh, his new film. Mohanad, thank you for your time, for your thoughts, your wisdom, your insight, and, and, and most of all, thank you for your film. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks a lot, David. Thanks a lot for this chat. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.